Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better health care and a better health care system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. On our show today, we're going to be talking about resources that patients can use to make better health care decisions. You know, it, there used to be a time when we'd just simply rely on the doctor to tell us what we have and what to do without a whole lot of explanation. There's still a lot of that going on. But more and more, healthcare is becoming patient-centered or consumer-driven. In any other area of consumer purchases, we like to get educated, uh, to know what we're buying, to know what our choices are. You know, I remember growing up... Um, reading Consumer Reports magazines, which would give me information. You know, it had everything. You could find out about the, the best vacuum cleaner, the best laundry detergent, even decisions about automobiles. But what about healthcare? Healthcare decisions are at least as important as those other consumer decisions we make. We ought to have at least as much information. But it seems like we have less information. Well, we're speaking today with Dr. John Santa. He's director of Consumer Reports Health Rating Center. Yes, Consumer Reports is going to help give us information we need for making health consumer decisions. Dr. Santa, thank you so much for being on the program today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Um, you know, patients didn't go to medical school. Uh, doctors did. Doctors know what patients need. Do, do patients have have to have a role in, um, in making medical decisions? Well, I think they do. Um, I think uh, uh, information and medicine and um, expectations of, of, of consumers have evolved a lot. Um, many of us uh, remember a day when um, uh, we thought the uh, best process was to just turn to our doctor and say, um, whatever you think, doctor. And, and certainly in some cases, that remains the best process. But in others, I think it's, it's now clear that um, there are several options. Um, and in order to figure out the best one, both doctor and patient um, need to uh, know more about each other, know more about the, um, what we Called values and preferences, and in some cases, um, both need to know about uh, the evidence, the science, because uh, patients, I think, have assumed that many things um, are supported by good science when doctors know that, in fact, they're not. 
and um, um, there should be fewer surprises um, in in those terms uh, these days. And 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 so it's a different process, we think. It is interesting that um, you know I wouldn't walk into a uh, an auto sales business and turn to the salesman and say. You know, just give me whichever car is best. You know more about cars than I do. I'm going to let you make the decision. That's right. And, you know, I remember the last time I bought a car, I was clearly shopping safety. I wanted safety. And the salesman heard that and prioritized that. In some cases, uh, you may be shopping um, luxury, you may be shopping look, you may be shopping you know, performance, um, and that makes a big difference. And, and while we're always careful at Consumer Reports to, to make sure that doctors are, aren't thinking that we're saying health is like toasters, um, there are uh, some important parallels that um, are true. And um, uh, patients are consumers. They are customers. They have preferences. Not only is healthcare not like toasters, healthcare is clearly more important than toasters. So, sh- shouldn't the consumer therefore have more information, not less? Well, that's what we think. Um, and I think more and more the evidence is that's what consumers are thinking. Certainly, um, uh, some um, recent information from uh, uh, the Pew Foundation um, suggests that uh, the most common reason now many um, uh, of us are going to the Internet is for health information. Uh, at almost every generational level, their data suggests health is at or near the top of the reason why uh, people are going uh, to the Internet for information. Um, now, the, the challenge, of course, is uh, what kind of health information and, and how well is it presented and how persuasive is it, and are, are they getting what they want? I think the evidence uh, on all of those issues is not nearly as um, uh, optimistic, but that means we've got opportunities, and, and uh, that's why Consumer Reports is so interested in this area now. You raised the Internet as a way of getting information. The Internet has become a powerful tool. I mean, it's how we get this radio program out. Um, but it seems like part of the difficulty with healthcare information is, has been in the past just collecting that information and distributing it. The, uh, not only does the Internet allow people to go look up information, it, in many ways it, it allows us to collect information from people more easily. Is Consumer Reports using um, the Internet in that way? Well, we're using it in some of our lines of business. Um, uh, we're not using it yet um, in that way uh, as much as other folks. If uh, what you're meaning is user reviews and, and getting kind of real-time input um, into uh, uh, some of the choices people have, um, we're looking at what we think is the fairest, uh, most unbiased, most scientific way of doing that. Certainly, um, there's a, at least 10 or more uh, sites uh, that uh, rate physicians based on user reviews. It's the most common strategy when it comes uh, uh, to physicians. Yes, in fact, um, you know, I, I don't know if you realize, I started one of these doctor rating websites, and um, 
Why don't we talk specifically about choosing a doctor? You know, I think what people used to do to choose a doctor was to ask a relative or a friend um, for, for advice. And, you know, there's certain advantages and disadvantages to that. I hear people, um, you know, have concerns about the use of a, you know, web-based information on doctors as a way to get information. But in a sense, we were using doctor reviews before the Internet. We were just asking our friends and relatives. And now we have the potential to use the Internet to collect information more widely um, from users and, and collate that information. It seems like that would be at least as good in many ways um, as relying on a single friend's uh, experience. That's absolutely right. Uh, and, and I think you presented it well. Every survey that we see when we ask people, well, how did you choose the doctor at or near the top is, well, I asked friends and family. And um, user reviews, if done well, I think could be as good or better than that. The challenge is getting to the point where you're using them well, meaning you have enough of them, you have some sense of uh, what kind of person did this user review versus another. And in other words, imagine if you could go to a, um, uh, a site and they would say, well, um, uh, um, tell us uh, about yourself, and then we'll tell you what people like you thought. Um, I mean, I'm 60 years old. I think I would probably prefer to hear what do people my age and my gender um, think of, of this physician. And I'm certain that people in their 20s are probably not as persuaded by what people who are 60 think. Um, we might be able to get to that point um, someday, and I think that would be very persuasive. Um, what you always have to be concerned uh, about is bias. Um, and the degree to which um, collecting impressions um, from patients could be done uh, quickly and efficiently on the Internet and either identifying the bias they might have or um, uh, providing enough information um, uh, to you know, identify that bias so that the um, next user could put that in perspective. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's one of the four key ingredients that uh, patients need to evaluate a physician. Yeah, I, um, I know physicians are concerned that the only people who are going to rate their doctors are the unhappy patients. And I think there may well be a tendency for unhappy people to report their experiences uh, more than happy people. Despite that tendency, at least on the website that I'm involved with where we've looked at the, the data, the, the doctors who have 20 or more ratings have a, an average patient satisfaction score of 9.3 out of 10, or 10 you know, the high score. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, actually, I think the converse is um, more important. I, I think people who have good experiences may well be motivated as, as much as the people who have poor experiences. Um, and we would probably be more impressed that um, uh, those people got motivated than the folks with a bad experience got motivated to, you know, write a, uh, um, a user review. Uh, I agree with you. 
um, from what I've seen, as you get more volume of user reviews, um, good performance uh, seems to be favored um, uh, and, and not, not poor performance. Um, well, uh, l let me mention the other three things that, that I do think are important in um, rating or selecting a physician um, that, that we've been impressed with in our work. One is it can actually be pretty confusing to figure out who the physician is. Um, uh, it, it's surprisingly hard to get all the names right, the addresses, the websites. Physicians are moving around a lot. Their groups are changing names. Um, and when we look um, into uh, physician databases, uh, we find a very frustrating um, error rate. Um, uh, this is a challenge in any industry, by the way. Uh, um, sometimes intentionally, uh, industry will change the names and identifiers of products, um, uh, you know, to put some bad performance behind them, etc. And I, I don't think that occurs intentionally among physicians. It's just the nature of their work. They're very difficult to keep track of. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the second piece. A third piece is clinical performance. People are interested, and in, so um, how well do patients who have surgery by this doctor do? Um, uh, and then the fourth is cost. And, of course, cost is a real mess. Um, uh, and I think it may be the last one we uh, uh, figure out how to give people a good sense of. So patient experience who is this doctor, um, clinical performance, and, and cost, we think is the, uh, um, uh, you know, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But that's what, that's, uh, what patients need. You know, you, you raised one of the points that I was uh, concerned about. Is people will say that patients um, scoring doctors tells you what patients think, but it doesn't tell you anything about the quality of the medical care that was delivered, that the doctor may be making accurate diagnoses and prescribing treatments and patients may be unhappy or worse, doctors may be performing really poorly, making the wrong diagnosis, performing um, improper surgery, giving the wrong treatment, and patients may be entirely happy with the care they got. That's right. I mean, I think you and I have likely both struggled in our career um, because we have colleagues who are very, very good at what they do, but they may not be very good with people. And, um, you know, helping patients uh, through that, uh, I've certainly sat down with patients and said, now, I want you to see this surgeon. He or she is absolutely the best. Um, but they're shy. They're reserved. They don't say much. Um, uh, and you know, I'll help you. I'll be there with you. I mean, I was a primary care doctor, so, you know, um, uh, but I've worked with them, you know, for a decade, and they do incredible work. Or, you know, this, this physician can be rude. Um, uh, they can um, say things that, you, you know, you might um, uh, not like, uh, but they're a terrific surgeon. They get great results, um, and I'll work through this with you. Um, so, you know, sometimes uh, that clinical performance, if it's really strong, um, you're willing uh, to take perhaps a, a bit less of a patient experience. You know, talking to somebody with Consumer Reports, I, I would say that this is like if Consumer Reports came out with um, 
an analysis of some automobile where it gets great gas mileage, the engine works beautifully, they test it for safety, you know, it's very safe, but the people who bought it don't like it. Uh, that is not a car I would want to buy. Um, and um, to say that the doctor is performing well because they're making the right diagnosis and prescribing the right treatment but leaving the patients unhappy, I, I think those doctors ought to be doing better. Well, they should. They should. Um, the question is whether in the right set of circumstances the other doctors on the team could you know, make up for that uh, um, experience. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, one of the things that's interesting is to talk about team performance versus individual performance, and and we're also trying to sort that out. Uh, um, you know, one of the things we've been thinking about is would it be most useful to give uh, patients a sense of, well, here's the overall um, uh, experience um, with this physician group how happy people in generally are, how satisfied they are generally with this group. And then here's how much variation there is in the group. Um, so, um, you know, in, in my practice, 30% of the time people did see my partners. I was gone on vacation. I wasn't on call, um, you know, other various things. And, and that's important. How, how good is the team overall? How, are, how good are those nurses on the phone? Again, you can have... I know this. You can have a wonderful doctor who you're very, very happy with, but the nurse who you talk to on the phone um, is another matter. And so what do you do um, in a situation um, uh, like that? Well, I would say what you do is give them feedback because I, I, I'm convinced that all those people on the team want to be doing a great job. You're listening to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Fellman. We're speaking today with Dr. John Santa. He's director of the Consumer Reports Health Rating Center. Dr. Santa, um, what is Consumer Reports doing with respect to um, educating their members about hospital care? Well, um, we're especially focused on a couple of issues um, uh, around safety and errors. Um, from our surveys, we know that when it comes to hospitals, um, uh, concerns around safety and errors are, are, are near the top. Um, I mean, consumers would like to know what the overall mortality rate is for a hospital, but they know that that's complicated uh, and depends on how sick the people are. And, and, and actually, our sense is um, they know that there's likely not a simple mortality number out there. What uh, they get very worried about is um, hearing about how many uh, unsafe incidents occurred, how many errors occurred, um, because I think many consumers feel that's not their problem. That doesn't have anything to do with how sick they are. That is under the control of the hospital and the doctors and the nurses. And... Um, um, as they would with any industry, um, they um, do not expect to purchase a product, um, have it harm them, and then have no one be accountable. So our special focus has been safety errors. Uh, we've done a lot of work around hospital infections that I think has been um, uh, new and creative, both on our advocacy side and in our ratings. We've uh, focused on surgical 
um, site infections, on central line infections. We're doing more work about both. We're looking at how else can we better express and communicate error issues. So we're especially interested in that issue. How does Consumer Reports rate, uh, rate hospitals on? How do they get, collect data? Well, when it comes to central line infections, we're fortunate that uh, 27 states have laws requiring um, hospitals to report central line infections that come out of their ICUs. Now, by the way, some of those legislative measures passed because our advocacy folks lobbied and lobbied intensely in those states. There's also voluntary um, um, uh, disclosure of that data occurring through LeapFrog. Uh, LeapFrog is a private nonprofit uh, uh, group started uh, uh, by large employers and and hospitals who were at the leading edge of safety. And for many years, they've been voluntarily reporting um, uh, important data about safety and quality. And um, we um, have an arrangement to get LeapFrog data, and we put all of that together, and we have data now on about a thousand hospitals. Um, what's nice is when it comes to central lines. Um, uh, there's very strong evidence about how to prevent infections from um, those intravenous lines that go in the neck or under the collarbone in, in, in sick patients, um, uh, and that uh, the rates of infection um, can be dramatically lowered uh, by doing a bundle or a series of steps with dramatic uh, results. This is uh, much of this work comes from a, a fellow named Peter Pronovost at Johns Hopkins, and Peter has shown that um, uh, you can take, for example, um, many of the hospitals in Michigan. I think he worked with 78, um, and over a uh, one to two year period. Uh, more than half of them reduce their infection rates to zero. These can be totally prevented. Um, it takes a change in the hospital's culture. It puts them to the test. Uh, it's a good thing, and, and we think it's very worth reporting, and, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback from uh, consumers about our efforts. That's wonderful. Uh, I think patients are concerned about the drugs they use. What, what are Consumer Reports doing to educate consumers about medications? Well, we have a very innovative program called Best Buy Drugs. Um, it's based on systematic uh, reviews that, um, full disclosure, before I came to Consumer Reports, I was involved in the project that led um, to those systematic reviews being done. So um, by systematic reviews, I mean a very thorough um, uh, uh, look at all the literature, uh, in this case comparing drug A to drug B and how does it uh, uh, compare. And so we've taken that information here at Consumer Reports and made it more consumer-friendly, and, and we have free comparison information for, uh, uh, I think, 23, 24 of the most common drug classes um, uh, that uh, patients are, are prescribed. Um, and we're urging patients to look at that from a comparison point of view. Um, we also have information, for example, um, from hospital surveys that hospitals need to do a better job of talking to patients about the medications they're on in the hospital and at discharge. And we're trying to highlight that to put some pressure on the hospitals to do better there. I think everybody wants to see the cost of medical care reined in. The cost of medications is one issue. I know these systematic reviews that 
the Consumer Reports provides lets the consumer know what is a what the cost of the different medications are. I mean, I take a statin, so I immediately looked up your statin list and found that I'm on a nice cost-effective um, statin medication. But I wonder, in a world in which the consumer doesn't face directly the cost of the medication, if if these kind of cost issues are meaningless to them, that they're like, well, you know, th- that one costs more, and since the drug company, since the insurance company is paying for it anyway, why, shouldn't I take advantage of that? Well, you're right, and 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 we're alarmed by that. I mean, in general, um, our information makes the most difference when uh, a consumer um, uh, is having to pay um, uh, for at least a portion of the drug or the test or or the treatment. When they don't, oftentimes they lose their motivation to use those principles of uh, of good buying. Um, uh, we think, though, the way healthcare is going, more and more of us are uh, going to be cost-sharing more and more. Um, and uh, uh, I think only the wealthiest people in our culture now um, aren't uh, frightened um, by how much health insurance is, is costing. All of us have uh, seen members of our family who, um, whose careers, whose uh, life choices have changed because they uh, – um, uh, had to stay in a job for um, uh, health in- insurance reasons because they couldn't afford um, uh, the uh, alternatives. So our surveys um, show that um, consumers are hungry for cost information. The challenge is getting it to them. Um, we're about to start, uh, as are others, a series of uh, of articles and ratings that focus on overuse and overtreatment, and we're going to be very explicit. We just did this about prevention tests uh, for heart and vascular disease. I um, mean, we told people if you are healthy, you do not need um, an EKG on a regular basis for prevention. It's not a good prevention test. If you have heart disease, it's great. If you have high blood pressure, it's great. If you're a healthy person with none of those things. Your doctor should not be doing an EKG every year, and they are. We know from our surveys that almost half of our people reported that they uh, uh, had an EKG even though they were completely healthy. Um, so That's we're great. working at it. Yeah, you're making me feel better and better about my gerontologist all the time because I haven't had my EK- any EKG, although I'm getting my colonoscopy screening and all the other good stuff. Um, Dr. Santa. Other good resources or any final thoughts for our listeners that you want to share? Well, um, I would uh, urge them uh, to give our website, consumerreportshealth.org, a try. Uh, uh, A lot of the content I'm talking about is free. All the drug content, the prevention content uh, um, I mentioned is free, and and we would love for them to use it. We have lots of good information about supplements, uh, which many of us uh, are using, and and uh, we need to know more about the good and bad supplements. So um, love it if uh, uh, they would uh, use our information and give us feedback. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay, thank you. I think it's great to see Consumer Reports getting into the uh, healthcare information. I think a Consumer Reports is a great resource for reliable information on all sorts of consumer goods and to see them apply their their skills and dedication to 
to, to giving us information on health care, I think, is outstanding. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a different nut for them because, well, presumably every box of detergent is going to be the same, uh, but every patient is different. Uh, every medical situation has to be individualized. But still, um, I think the information is going to be good. I think consumers need to be more involved in, their, in these healthcare decisions that are being made. It's neat to see consumer reports addressing the issue of doctor rating. We know from um, doctorscore.com that the more ratings doctors have, uh, the better it is for everybody. That, that it, there's no question that um, people who are unhappy are more likely to, um, to do ratings. It's certainly, it, it, the, the more outside of the norm a negative medical experience is, the wider people become aware of it. In the ultimate being anything that makes the cover of the newspaper, uh, it would be a horrible medical experience. We see on Doctor Score that the average rating of doctors overall is a seven out of ten. Some people might not think that's too bad. Um, I, th- I think that's not such a great score. But of the doctors who have twenty or more ratings, the score is over nine out of ten. So, as you get more and more ratings, and presumably more and more representative scores on doctors. The public gets to see what a great job doctors are actually doing. And so I would encourage you, get online now. Go to DrScore.com and rate your doctor. I think it's very important and, and, and wonderful that, that Consumer Reports is also focused on the cost of health care. Um, getting that information may be difficult. Hopefully the Internet will make that easier. It certainly makes it easier to distribute. But then the question is, will people use the information on cost? Because if people aren't paying for the cost directly, if some insurer is paying for it for them, they may not care about cost at all. Or they might think, well, somebody else is paying for it. Even though this costs 10 times as much, it must be better. Um, So why don't I take the more expensive one? Um, That kind of logic doesn't hold. Um, And it's a recipe for disaster for healthcare costs. I think Making sure that the consumer, the cost is involved, and um, the, 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 the maker of a healthcare decision also faces some of the costs for their decision uh, is critical to working out, um, to, to bending down the, the, the increasing healthcare cost curve. If we don't do that, we're going to have increasing costs, and somebody else is going to be making cost decisions for us, and we're going to be concerned about how they're rationing our healthcare. We need to make those rationing decisions ourselves. Um, it's all about making wise decisions. And, you know, Dr. Santa raised a great point about overtreatment. This is something we discussed on our February 28th show, which you can find in the archives of the Getting Better Healthcare program on webtalkradio.net. All right. That's our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be speaking more about. Uh, healthcare decision makings about drugs, about law and medicine uh, on upcoming shows. Our program today was brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. 
Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare. 